today is all about music theory. It's something that musicians either love or hate, or maybe in between. Today we'll be exploring arguments against learning music theory, arguments to learn music theory, and stay around to the end because we'll be giving you our top things which you should learn as a guitarist related to music theory. Welcome back to the Pickup Music Pod. My name is Sam Blakelock. I'm the co-founder here at Pickup Music. And I'm Carl Kerfoot, Head of Education. So Carl, what has been your journey uh, with music theory? I studied it in high school, studied it in college, and then as soon as I got out of college, I realized that none of the people that were I was working with professionally really used it. <laughs> no, that's not 100% true. I think it was that they used it to the extent, they used it as a means to an end, like just, as enough, just enough as they needed to fill their creative uh, you know, pursuits with music. Yeah, what about you, man? Yeah, similar story. So I did the Royal School's uh, music theory in uh, high school. I had to speed run it because I started pretty late in music. I actually started the second to last year of high school. Um, and that was a whole, you know, journey, learning to read the notation, rhythm notation, coming from, you know, someone who just learned by ear. It was a big challenge. And then through college and post-grad, a lot of music theory, a lot of piano playing, actually, getting into orchestration, big band, and um, mm -hmm. a lot of jazz harmony. But like yourself... You know, once I got out there doing gigs, I realized not everyone had that experience and more often than not, um, they didn't. They just used simple tools like the numbers system or, um, you know, just following the air. So I guess yeah. that's a bit of what we'll get into today. So let's get into some arguments against learning music theory. The first one is many of the your favorite artists or guitar players probably didn't know any music theory. So if they didn't, why should you? Um, a lot of your favorite guitar players would have learned by ear or just by learning from people around them. They didn't go to college. They may not even be able to read music notation, um, but they have learned by osmosis, learned by listening, learned by copying. So there's an, a great argument towards getting to a, a really high level on your instrument without music theory. In addition to that, music theory can intellectualize or overcomplicate something which, you know, at its core should feel fun. It should feel, um, you know, had feelings. It should, it's, a, it's an art form, right? It's not maths. It's not science. It's not um, the stock market. <laughs> and the last two reasons why you shouldn't learn music theory is um, it can be somewhat unpractical, you know. Often you'll learn it in the classroom or away from your instruments. So it's not necessarily going to make you a better musician, or a better songwriter, or a better soloing guitar player, or, or get more streams on Spotify. Um, and then lastly, it's a bit hard. Music theory can be challenging to learn. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I'll present some arguments for music theory. Um, so first of all, I think that it, it helps make sense of something that can be kind of esoteric. Um, you know, when we're learning language, for example, um, we think of the word frog, right? We, we picture a frog in our heads. We take picture this little green creature. And in the same way that if you identify the way a C major seven chord sounds or major seven chord sounds, you have something to latch onto. You have something to call it. And that's not to say that you have to have perfect pitch, right? It's just saying that you can identify that kind of a sound. So, so that's an example. We're trying to make something less esoteric. Also just kind of understanding patterns and systems of music. Um, to help create your own, you know, if you're a composer, um, you can you can start to see patterns and and also you know broaden your sound palette 
I think is a, is a really useful tool, uh, a really practical reason for learning music theory. Uh, your ability to communicate with other musicians, you know, which kind of you, you hinted at the, uh, the number system, Sam, for example, that's a huge one. And that is seriously a very practical example. You're on a gig and somebody's just calling out changes. No, it goes to the four chord, goes to the two chord. Like that's, that happens all the time, right? So you don't have to say, go to the chord, which feels like a happy <laughs> ray of sunshine. Right, right, right. Just go to C major seven. Yeah, yeah, I'd say those are, are, you know, probably my main four. I think you, you hit it on the head, Carl, with the, the language word. That, that was resonating with me. It's a way of labeling. You know, labeling can be good. It can be bad, but it gives you a frame of reference with which to communicate with someone else and to recognize patterns. And I think that's really at the essence of why I'm a, a proponent of music theory. Yeah, yeah, me too. So I think that maybe there's two other points that I'll just add on. So I think it's important to separate music theory knowledge from performing. And you kind of hinted at this too earlier when you were saying like it overcomplicates and intellectualizes music to the point where it's interfering with your performance. And you always want to try to separate those two things. Once you step on stage, the homework has been done, hopefully, and you can let go and, and perform. The other thing I think is we kind of, as guitar players, can separate like knowing music theory and then fretboard knowledge, you know, which is basically just music theory, but applied to the guitar. Um, and that, you know, maybe that kind of can lead us into um, the main part of the discussion today, which is, you know, what is kind of the, the minimum music theory that a guitarist should know? Cool. So let's get into our top four things every guitarist should know. And I guess this, like Carl, this overlaps between both fretboard knowledge and music theory, right? There's a bit of both. It's understanding it, but also applying it on your guitar. Totally. Yeah. I mean, cause like the, the concept of a whole step or a half step exists as music theory, but it's also, you apply that to the fretboard, right? Half step mm -hmm. is one fret, whole step, two frets, et cetera. Cool. So the, the first one we have here is the musical alphabet, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. There's no H note as far as I'm aware. Um, but it's as simple as that. You know, everyone knows the alphabet. Um, but that next step, um, which is really important, which a lot of uh, beginners don't get to, is knowing those flats and sharps. It's the in-between notes between the notes. It's the Harry Potter uh, <laughs> station between the station. And there's a little <laughs> trick um, where, you know, there's no, you know, you could say there is a C flat or, or is there not? What's your, what's your opinion on that? On C flats and E E, e sharps. E, e sharps. Do they exist? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> not 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 for me. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Drop a comment if if you feel strongly about that. Some people do. I'm sure there's some music theory um, uh, pros here already critiquing us. But anyway, the musical okay. alphabet. Um, and also how this applies to your guitar is super, super crucial. This is our number one thing which you got to know. So that is, you know, E string, all the notes, E up to E, including your flats and sharps. It's kind of just something that you have to memorize. Do it once, you'll never forget it. And do it on all six strings, starting with the lows too. And on the late beginner pathway right now that we're working on, uh, we're doing some workouts on each string. So uh, each grade has its own little workout. So it'll be a nice little challenge for anybody that, even if you're more advanced, but you really want to memorize those notes, check it out. It'll be out uh, in uh, about a month or so. Next up would be really knowing the basic chord types, your majors, your minors, dominant, and then maybe a couple extensions and color notes off of that. Um, you know, so 
both your bar chords, start with those on, again, the low E and the low A string, um, and then work your way up from there. The only thing I'd add is um, it's there's a really interesting um, relationship between both major and minor. A lot of those chords that you'll learn or arpeggios or harmonic language scales, you can really get a two-for-one situation. Anything in major works in minor. Um, we talked about this a little bit in our previous jazz episode. Right. Do check that out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so far we have number one, musical alphabet, two chord types. And the third one, uh, which you have to know, is the major scale. And now I know the major scale, you might hear that and think, ah, oh, it's primary school, do, re, do, re, me, you know, that's, that's not very advanced. Well, friends, let me tell you, the major scale goes deep. Um, <laughs> so the way to enter it is, you know, it's just seven notes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And you'll notice I'm giving them numbers, not notes. That's important. And then the next step is knowing the chord value. So major, minor, minor, major, dominant, minor, and half diminished. So it's just the pattern of chord types, which you are hopefully already comfortable with. Uh, and then beyond that, there's modes, there's extensions. But that's the least you should know because that is the basis of probably any song that you have written or heard is if you boil it down, it's just the major scale. And then next up, I would say, is the number system. And we mentioned this earlier, but you know, just knowing what the two, the five, the one, uh, the four, all those types of things are. And there's a lot of progressions that are more common than others. So really familiarizing yourself with something like the two, five, one, um, you know, the one, five, six minor, four, that progression. Um, and uh, yeah, just getting really com com comfortable with playing those, but also getting them in your ear as well. And the last thing I'd say is don't let music theory hold you back from, from making music. Don't feel like you have to know all of this to enjoy music and to make music. Um, and don't feel like, um, you know, there's the secret knowledge. And if you, all of us know it, and if you don't know it, then you're not a, a great guitar player or musician. More often than not, you can... Get to the top just by following your ear. If you just recognize sounds that you like and know how to play those sounds on your instrument, that gets you at least 90% of the way there. Yeah, Sam, one thing I'll add there about that is uh, I always thought that Wes Montgomery, for example, you know, just kind of played by ear. Um, but I later learned, and there's a YouTube video to prove it that I'll, that I'll try to find for you, um, where he clearly knows a lot about theory, but he, he didn't read a lick of music ever, you know, on the guitar. That's another thing I learned later, but he definitely knew, he definitely knew where he was on the guitar. He knew, um, a, a lot about how chords were kind of worked, uh, how chords work together nicely. Um, so I'll see if I can find that link. That's so interesting because I've heard that myth as well. I knew he couldn't sight read. Um, and, you know, someone like, like him, he would have been around the most elite, you know, jazz musicians of his era. Um, you know, they're not just talking about, you know, oh, how does that feel? They know, you know, the science of the harmony and they're shredding over that. So that, yeah, totally. Yeah, that, that makes yeah. sense to me. Cool. Uh, but if you do want to learn some music theory, we have some great resources. The first one I'll shout out is the Intermediate Learning Pathway. This is really practical theory. And it's, Carl, it's kind of what you're talking about is it's applied music theory. It's not just, you know, uh, you know, esoteric numbers, but it's how to play those scales and chords on your guitar, the intermediate learning pathway. Um, but then when we get into the music theory pathway, we're getting hardcore, <laughs> we're getting hardcore intellectual 
um, hardcore, uh, you know, Quentin goes really deep, um, and fairly quickly too. It's, it's a pretty advanced, uh, you know, intermediate to advanced level course by the end, it's definitely advanced. So, yeah, and that's with uh, Dr. Quentin Angus, who's a literal college professor. So, um, I know there's people in the audience who love to nerd out. Maybe, um, they come from, you know, very intellectual backgrounds and, and really enjoy that. So that's a great program. Well, thanks for tuning in to another Pickup Music Pod episode. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on YouTube now if you want to watch and see. Uh, But we'll see you back in the next one. This has been Sam and Carl. Have a good one. See you guys.